And it's good to be with you guys, and I'm looking forward to um, our baptisms as well. Uh, but for a few moments, we just want to dive into the truth of God's Word. Um, our number one value here is to depend on God. We rely on God and His Word, and we really believe that His truth helps lead us and guide us in this life, and uh, we, we want to dive in. And over the course of this series that we've been in, in the book of Colossians, every single week, we have been reciting a, a memory verse together. And I'd like to do that this morning in order to just launch us in to the message. And so, would you just read it out loud with me? It's Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 7. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Now, every week we've read or recited this memory verse, but I wonder, have we taken the time to really think about all that it's saying? And that's what we want to do this weekend, just for a few moments together. Uh, Paul begins, and he says, so then, so then. In other words, he's saying, based upon everything else that he had previously written in this letter to the Colossian believers, and for us to, to listen in on as well, uh, he's saying, Everything that I'm about to tell you is based upon what I've already told you. And if you remember, in, as we launched into this book, uh, the book of Colossians, we learned in chapter 1 that Paul was admiring the, the faith and the hope and the, the love with which the Colossian people were doing life together. Uh, he talked about how Jesus the Christ it was the creator, that Jesus uh, was there at the beginning of creation, creating with God his Father, that, that Jesus is the sustainer, that he holds all things together. Uh, we learn that Jesus is the supreme one, he's the king, that, that he, he deserves all of our allegiance. And, and then we learn that because Jesus died, we can have a whole new life. And so Paul is saying, so then, based upon all of those things, he says, then just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. He says, so then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord. Uh, one commentator says that, that that phrase, that verb, you received, really belongs to a pair of verbs, which means both to transmit and to receive. So this is significant, because uh, all of us know that just because something is transmitted or shared or said or spoken doesn't mean that it's been heard, right, ladies? Like, you've talked to your husbands, and you were transmitting lots. Not much was being received on the other end, okay? So what Paul is saying here is, you, 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 you have heard the gospel. The, 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 the truth of Jesus has been transmitted to you, but you also received it. The receiving is the key. Uh, a couple weeks back, uh, we got a package in the mail, and it was a prescription for our oldest daughter, Lainey, and she's in, in college. And it was supposed to go to her university, but it came home to us. And so we, I needed to get this prescription off to Lainey. Friday's my day off. I went over to the post office. They said, hey, uh, how do you want this sent? I said, cheap. 
Like, I mean, whatever's cheapest. I know you guys gouge me, you know, every time it seems like. So I just want it cheap. And they're like, okay, well, we'll do it this way. And then, then the lady asked, behind the counter asked me this question. She said, but do you want a confirmation? And then I thought about it for a moment. I'm like, okay, well, it is a prescription, and it is important for Lainey to get this. There's not necessarily a rush, but I need to know that she received it. And so I paid the extra to get the confirmation. And then because I don't trust the confirmation, even once I got the confirmation that it had arrived at the post office, I texted Lainey and said, hey, make sure you go to the post office and text me so I know that you got your prescription. You received it. Why? Because the prescription does no good if it's just transmitted, sent, shared, but isn't received and applied, right? And that's what Paul is saying. He's saying to the Colossian believers, and he, he's saying to us, just as you not just heard about Jesus, but as you received him. And I wonder about you. In a room like this with lots of people from lots of different backgrounds and all kinds of ages and all kinds of spiritual journeys, and we live in a country where we can freely talk about Jesus and all that he's done for us, and maybe the message has been transmitted. Maybe you've heard all about this. You come at Christmas or Easter or at a baptism service, or you've been coming for a long time, and you hear about Jesus and how he loves the world and gave his life, but have you ever really received him? And that's what Paul's talking about. He's saying to the Colossian believers, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. And then he goes on. And this is part of what one commentary says about this concept. He says, for Paul, the reception, the receiving of the gospel of Christ Jesus as Lord is not merely to provide an intellectual consent to a set of propositions. This Real faith is not just about believing something in my head or agreeing to something with my mind. He, he says elsewhere in Paul, a reminder of the tradition is always followed by a proper response that includes both a belief system and a behavioral pattern. That real faith, a real reception of Jesus Christ as Lord, leads to a changed life. And that's why Paul says what he says next. He says, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. The, the literal word there, and depending on the Bible translation you, that you use, says, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, so walk in him. And walk is just a metaphor for our lives. And so he's saying, keep walking. In fact, it's an imperative and active command here. He says, just, just as you have received Jesus, now I'm calling you, I'm commanding you, I'm charging you. Keep going. Don't stop. Keep moving forward. You know, that's our mission here at the chapel. Every weekend we say it. We exist as a church to help people move. That's active. And to move one step closer. To, 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 to begin the journey with Jesus and then to keep moving forward step by step. And there's lots of different steps along the way. 67 people were part of our foundation class this weekend and took some next steps, getting to know others, uh, looking at the truth of God's word, the core beliefs that we hold and the values that we share as a church body. They're taking their next steps. You know what another significant 
next step is for many, it's baptism. And that's what we're going to do here in just a few moments. Baptism is uh, the declaration of a person saying, I have received Christ Jesus as Lord, and now I want others to know that. I'm not ashamed of that. I've put my faith in Jesus, and I'm taking my next steps. I'm planning on following him with the rest of my life. That's what baptism is. Well, that leads us to what Paul says next. He says, so then, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, remember he commands us then, continue, keep moving, continue to live your lives in him. And then he says, being rooted and built up in him. Here Paul uses a a horticulture word and an architectural word. The horticulture word is is rooted. To, To be rooted means to take root or to plant or to fix firmly or to establish. All of us understand that when when it comes to a a healthy plant, a healthy tree, let's say, it's all dependent upon the environment and on the root system, right? The root system is everything. It's where the tree gets all of its nourishment for growth. Without a good root system, when when it gets hot out and there's, there's not water at the surface level, when, uh, when, when it's windy and a storm comes, without a root system, the tree will break. The tree will uproot. Why? Because it's not solid. It's not secure. And what Paul is saying is just as we've received Jesus as our Lord, we need to continue to live our lives in him, being rooted and built up in him, having the roots of our faith secured in the person and work of Jesus, rooted. And then he uses that that, that architectural word, and built up. Rooted and built up in him. Literally, it could be phrased built upon him, because Jesus is the foundation of our faith. Who he is and all that he has done for us. And Paul's challenging the Colossian believers, man, keep moving forward. And just as you've sunk your roots down, keep building on the same foundation, the foundation of Jesus. It makes me wonder, what's the foundation of our lives built upon? How deep truly have the roots of our faith gone into the person of Jesus? Do we have a a deep sense of security and trust and faith. I mean, he goes on to say, strengthened in the faith as you were taught. That the root system of our life and the the foundation that we're building upon, if it's Jesus, our faith will continue to be strengthened even more, no matter what comes at us. It doesn't mean that we won't have doubts. It doesn't mean that we won't wrestle at times. But what we have built upon and what we have sunk the roots of our life in is solid and will hold us no matter what. So Paul says to the Colossians, and he says to us, just as you've received Christ Jesus as Lord, the message has been translated, it's been transmitted, it's been shared, but the question is, have I personally received it, made it my own, took it for myself and applied it to my life? And As I continue then to walk with Jesus, and some of us are baby Christians in the room here, and we've we've maybe became a follower of Christ, but we're still still infants. 
because we haven't continued to take next steps. And Jesus wants to invite us to grow up. And he says, keep rooting your life, building your life upon this solid foundation so that you'll be strengthened in your faith. And then the results, he says, and overflowing with thankfulness. This week is Thanksgiving, and certainly uh, we have much to be grateful for, right? And on, on Thursday, we'll gather with family, and we'll be thankful for, for family and food and mashed potatoes, evidently, Pastor Eric. Uh, and we'll be fa- thankful for football. Um, we'll, be thankful, we'll be thankful at least for a couple of the items that I mentioned. You know, I mean, <laughs> but the, 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 the thankfulness and the gratitude that Paul is talking about here goes so much deeper than even family, friends, and certainly deeper than football and food. It's a gratitude for who Jesus is and all that he has done for us. That because we personally received him, it's begun to change our lives. And that we, we long to just keep moving forward in our faith, strengthened, rooted, built up. And the end result is this overflowing thankfulness, and gratitude. I love the one way one Bible commentator puts it. They said, uh, this thanksgiving, as an act of thanksgiving, is an act also of confession. And this phrase, it points to a need to be involved in a continued act of worship through which one reaffirms the lordship of Christ. And when you think about it, baptism is all of these things. Baptism is an act of thanksgiving, saying, Jesus, thank you for everything you've done for me. I am responding to you. It's, a, it's an act of confession because as people sit into the tank, you'll either hear or will read some of their confession of faith, what Jesus has come to mean to them and how he's changing their lives. Baptism is an act of worship. That's why we do it here together as a church family, right here in front of all of us, because I don't know about you, but when, when, when I see and hear other people making their faith commitments, it causes me to want to celebrate and to worship. And it, it's also an act of reaffirming the lordship of Christ. Because as they go down into the tank, we'll ask them this question. Is it your desire to continue to follow Jesus all the days of your life? They're reaffirming both that they have received Christ Jesus as Lord but they plan to continue to live their lives in him 